Welcome to Lift and Love Conversations, where we are building a supportive culture around LGBTQ families in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm Allison Dayton from Lift and Love, and I will show you how to lean into your spiritual discomfort to deepen and grow your testimony of Jesus Christ. And I am Jenny Hunter of Jenny Hunter Coaching. I will help you identify obstacles that could get in the way of sustaining healthy relationships and realizing the blessings of being an LGBTQ family. Each week, we will bring you lessons we've learned through our own lives, the experiences of families we've worked with, and conversations with amazing experts. Hello, our Lift and Love community. Um, today, our podcast, we are pretty excited about because this is a question we get so many times from our parents of how do we do this? Like, how do we go forward once somebody comes out in their family? So what are we talking about today? Allison, to break it down a little bit more. Today, we're talking about parenting in the wilderness. We have found that our families um, and, and through our own experiences that the minute you know that your child is gay or mm -hmm. trans or uh, it's just questioning at all, you kind of get thrown into this crisis, crisis of faith, crisis of parenting. And Jenny and I talk about this a lot and how to um, how to work through that as parents, because that's the important part. We've got to move through that crisis and uh, into some problem solving. Right, because I know for a lot of my clients, and I felt this way as you, this kind of, um, you know, we say this a lot, your faith crisis and, but it's really a faith crisis is really you becoming disconnected from God. Right. right. And you not feeling connected to the spirit and not even knowing what to do. Right. And sometimes, oftentimes I think we're afraid to dig into this because we're worried that it's going to knock us off the rails. Right. Right. Or we're already right. off the rails and we don't want to go any further off the rails. We were talking this morning, we called it the apostasy syndrome. We're worried yeah. that like digging into this is going to make us all of a sudden be a pot, you know. It is. Apostate. I see this over and over again when I'm talking to moms and saying, okay, well, what you, have you prayed about this? You know, what has the Lord taught you about this? And they're like, oh, I haven't prayed about this. Yeah, and I'm like, why? And they're like, I'm afraid. Yeah. So and they rely on old information and, and what right. leaders have said which is good, but we already know all of that. Yeah. And like, we are a living church that says that in the Doctrine and Covenants, like this gospel is a living, living restoration. President Nelson has said it's being constantly restored. And, you know, rest restoration is us being restored back to Christ, right? And so yeah. part of this journey is getting the questions because the Lord wants us actually to pray and bring the questions to him. Yeah, well, and I was thinking about it this morning, um, the quote by Joseph Smith, I think he was asked in a newspaper, like, how do you deal with all your new membership in your church? Yeah. And he said, I teach them correct principles and let them govern this themselves. And we use that phrase now with our kids, right? Parenting, you're right. Yeah, oh, that, but it never was meant for, like, that's how we raise children in this gospel. Yeah. It, how that was the, that was our pattern of study. That was our pattern of connecting to God. We learn correct principles and then we govern ourselves and we search for ourselves, right? Right. We become agents unto God. Yep. Especially in first Nephi 16 is just, I mean, wait till you see this roll out. It is exactly the process that we go through as, um, as parents and in our parenting in the wilderness. And it's the key 
to surviving that feeling of like, I am going to leave if I dig into this. Yeah. The question you know, no. is, you'll leave if you don't. You, right. won't, you right. have to dig in. You have to dig in. And you, can, you don't want to, but. I don't know about you, but I had like in the process of this, I had a lot of like my bow is broken moments, right? <laughs> so good. And so when I was reading this, I was like, my pretty bow. Yes. Like the still bow, like what I like, what has gotten us this far in the wilderness. Like I just, like, I so relate it with like, um, Lehman Lemuel and, um, Lehigh of like, just being like murmuring. Right. I had a lot of murmuring. I like, I was, we talked about like, um, Allison was angry with the church. I was angry with God when my son came out and, um, you know, I just was like, I had, I did everything. I left Jerusalem. I did everything you asked me to do, Lord. This is not my bow breaking was not part of my plan. And it, is, it wasn't fair. Like, I did not feel like this was fair. Yeah. So if we go to Nephi um, 10, it's, you know, he's, they've left the tent. They've gathered all the things they need. Everything's perfect. Um, they've gathered their seeds and they've, they're traveling light, but they're, they've got their tents. They have everything they need, right? So they're heading into the wilderness. And, and, and let's, I think, you know, if you're not familiar with the story, like let's, let's rephrase really like tell the background. Okay. Remember, this is a very well-to-do family. They have servants, they have a, you know, plant, not plantation, but like a, a layout in Jerusalem, right? They mm-hmm. it's, and so them even like going camping for this long, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. It's asking a lot of this family. Right. Yeah. And I think I love how in first Nephi, a bunch it keeps says, and Lehi dwelt in my tent. And my father oh, dwelt in his tent, yeah. right? And because yeah. that he really is telling this beautiful home. He was, no, yeah. he yeah. was brought down to very humble. He was taken away from all the comforts. Yeah. Oh, so they were already doing hard things. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they have their, 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 they're ready to travel light. They come out of their tent and there is the ball. In verse 10, they come out of their tent, right? And there's this ball of curious workmanship. It's fine brass. It has these two spindles and it tells them where to go. They've got this ball that's a compass. Yeah, beautiful compass. Yeah. Right. Okay. So imagine living in this time period in a tent and you wake up in the morning and there's a magic ball outside and you're like, whoa, this thing's telling us where to go. And like, that's the most miraculous thing you've ever seen. Right. Right. It's just this magic. I have no idea what's happening here, but it's teaching us. It's having us go where we want to go. And as yeah. we use our faith, it it points us in the right direction. Right. Like in 16, it says, and we did follow the directions of the ball, which led us to the more fort- fertile parts of the wilderness. And I like yeah, wrote, everything they need. magic right. right there. But like to liken it to us in our lifetime, I felt this way most time raising my family, right? Like I did what the Lord asked me to do. I've done hard things. He keeps blessing me. He keeps guiding me in direction and he keeps telling me like where to go. Right. So I, I just totally think, like it. Yeah. Look how faithful we are. And the ball's working. Yeah. The family's working. We're living the dream. <laughs> Once in a while, the kids are fighting and right. um, they, you know, the boys want to beat Nephi up because he's always so good, but you know, <laughs> things are going great. Right. Yeah. Got, even in the wilderness, we have fine still bows. We have yeah. everything we need. And then in the 18, crisis, the crisis hits. And it yes. came to pass that Nephi, I, Nephi went forth to slay food. Behold, I did break my bow, which was made of fine steel. 
And after I did break my bow, behold, my brethren were angry because of the loss of my bow, for we had no food. I so love this. They're because in they panic, were, right? Yeah. And they're panicked and they're fatigued and they're tired. And they've got I mean, their children I, with them. I mean, you don't, you know, they've got their wives and they're, you know, it's. They are angry. Right. Like if you're like, we call it hangry in our family. Like one time we did, um, come follow me on fast Sunday without breaking the fast. We will never do that again. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was the the spirit was not there. Marky comments all around. (laughs) Okay. Note to self. We always have to break our fast before we do come follow me. I I totally. So you see this here, like like, you are not at your best when you are fatigued and hungry, right? No. And here, here they are like, Lord, we did everything you asked us to do. And you, the bow breaks, like, that's not the plan. Mm -mm. No, like we can't really imagine what it would be like to be dependent on a bow for food. Right. I mean, that's well, all of a sudden you can never go to a grocery store again. Good luck. But it's like in the pandemic, we go to the grocery store and nothing's on the shelves. So we all experience mm, that, yeah, right? Good. And it's right, right? <laughs> yeah. So they're murmuring and they're suffering. It says they they were fatigued and from their journeying and they, let's see, it says they were fatigued because of their journey and they did suffer much. I mean, this isn't like, this. they're suffering. This isn't like light. They're just not being tough enough. Right. Um, and then the Ishmael and the sons of Ishmael, Laman and Lamiel, they're really angry. They're really murmuring because of their sufferings. And not, not only that. Oh, go ahead. But to liken it to us today, like the Lord, like this is hard. They're doing a hard thing. Yeah. The Lord knows that this life is hard for us. No. Right. Like, like, Hey, you boys, I know you're starving, but don't worry about it. Stop hey. complaining. He sees us in our wilderness. Okay. And like, like, like life is already hard and then the bow breaks and we have that likened to our lives too. Like we're already kind of stretched thin and pursuing this human experience is tough. Sometimes the world is tough and we lose like our hearts sometimes. Yeah. And And so this bow breaking, this is their child coming out moment, right? Yes. Yes. Everything you said. And all of a sudden we have this experience or their child has left the church or there's right. substance abuse problems or, or the child doesn't believe in God anymore. Yeah. On and on and on and on. So this is insert the- here for all of us, right? Yes. We all have this Perfect family, <laughs> not so much anymore, yes. at least the way we view them. The in- way we thought the journey was going to go, right? Yes. They thought yes. the journey was going to go. The bows would work the whole time. The Lord would guide them and they'd get to like wherever they need to go. The promised land. Exactly. Right. Yes. So here's this great part that I learned not too long ago that just changed this whole scripture for me. So the boys are murmuring, Ishmael's kids are murmuring and their families, right? We've heard this story before, but this time Lehi's murmuring. Yes. And we haven't seen this before. The prophet has had it. He's got this, he's a man who's got the same concerns. He's in charge of everybody. Right. And he's murmuring. And it says in 20, also, my father began to began to murmur against the Lord, his God, yea, and they were all exceedingly sorrowful. Like, wow, it's gotten that bad, even that they did murmur against the Lord. So they're not just mad at Nephi this time. Right. They're angry at the Lord. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've been there. We feel this. We understand this, right? This right. is us. This is where we go. This is we, this is those moments when we're like, how, why would you do this to us? We're trying to do what you said. 
And I love this because like, we remember, or like uh, very few times do we see in the scriptures, the prophet missteps, right. Or, or acts like a human being, right. you know, we saw in Moses when he um, made water out the rock, right. And he took Moses the glory. Was definitely to like, <laughs> he was relatable because he was um, humble. I don't speak well. I'm not good enough. For yes. You know, we, we see that in the recordings right. of Moses. We don't tend to see it. In, um, in we don't see it and we certainly don't speak it no so sometimes i think as a membership we don't give grace to our apostles and our prophets where like remembering that these are men doing the best they can too and yeah. and they're not always going to do it perfect they're not christ right they yeah. represent christ but they aren't christ and they're going to misstep and i love in this moment seeing okay. seeing the grace that's given yeah well first of all um Nephi's getting more and more afflicted by the guys, right? Right. Probably because of his cheery personality. Yeah. And- <laughs> but he doesn't, but he doesn't play victim here, right? No. He, he this he, is one of Nephi's spiritual strengths. Right. <laughs> he Nephi prepares himself. He sees yeah. that their hearts are hardened. He knows that they're complaining to the Lord. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, did make out of a wood bow. So he's making do with what he's got. Right. Making a wood bow out of the straight stick. And arrows, actually, um, just one arrow, it says. And he armed himself with an arrow and a bow and with slings and with stones. So he got himself ready. Mm -hmm. This is an important part because when we're frustrated with, he's frustrated with his dad because his dad, who's supposed to be leading them, right? Yeah. He's the, his dad's not doing what he wants, right? Right. So they're all kind of feeling abandoned, Right. Right. Everybody is. And that, gosh, yep. is not like the real feeling of being in family crisis. You feel very abandoned. Like what yep. happened here? We we felt so comforted by the Lord and now we have no comfort. We're afflicted. Right. So and wait, like, and I think it's really important to note, like everybody's reacting differently. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. capabilities are different. Everybody's reacting differently because like, like Nephi was feeling abandoned by his family. Probably Lehi was feeling abandoned by God. Um, who knows what was going through Lehman Lemuel, but like to like, let everybody have their own journey of like, everybody had the same circumstance, the bow broke. And just to see how everybody's reactions different and nobody's reactions wrong. It's like, every, and to view that when your child comes out or whatever crisis your family's in, everybody reaction is perfectly valid for them. Okay. Like we don't need to all react the same way. No. And, and maybe it's for a, a better purpose. Yeah. We're all in our own individual journey. We can see things much differently when we look at the different parts of like, so this is what Nephi did. This is what happened here. There's a lot of learning in that, right? If you can sit back and look at it. So Nephi prepares himself. They're complaining and angry. And instead of saying, I've got to handle this because my father, the prophet has, is just angry and not doing this right. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. He prepares himself. And then he says, father, where should I go to obtain food? He honored his father in that moment, even though he didn't agree with what his father was probably doing. Right. And he was, as Jenny will say, he gave him grace. Yeah. And he knew that that was his father's job to, to question the Lord on this. And the father, then the father needed to be connected back to God that way. God, right. Because let's Lehi was the prophet, right? He was the prophet during that time. And, um, he, he, Nephi still honored and respected that mantle of that being the prophet. And he brought it because Nephi could have prayed and got the information probably. Yeah. But 
it's a sustaining of his father. He's st- sustaining yeah, his sustained. father when his father is not able to sustain himself even, which is the greatest sustaining, right? That's right. And that's, and I think it's not like our prophets and our apostles are murmuring, but I think that's sometimes yeah. a challenge for LGBTQ families is to sustain the leaders when they're not always agreeing. And, and when there's been a great example things, of that. Yeah. And when there've been hurtful things said. Right. 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 In their experiences and in their path. So, so here we have that. He says, Hey, dad, where am I going to go? Will you, will you ask the Lord where we should go? We, you know, we are in a bad space here. Yeah. We are, we're not going to make it. So the, so Lehi goes and he inquires of the Lord and then becomes humbled and mm-hmm. he's humbled. He's, um, and he, it, it changed the energy and his, you know, it, it changed the energy in his soul. The, the brothers were humbled. And then it says, and it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came unto my father and he was truly chastened because of his murmuring, murmuring against the Lord. Now I just read this for the first time. The Lord didn't chasten him. He chastened he, himself. That's true. That, that is true. And, and this is where you have to be careful because um, you know, Satan wins when we stay in that chasten mode, when we're like, we're not good enough. I failed. The Lord won't forgive me. And like you, you de- we definitely need to be humbled and chastened when we misstep, but you also need to give yourself grace. Okay. Yeah. And Lehi was able to get through that chastening and give himself grace, or he would have not re- reconnected to God. Well, actually, yeah, he was still in the depths of sorrow, right? Yep, yep. Then what happens? Because he went to the Lord, because he asked the questions, even when he had been murmuring, and who knows what he said under his breath about the Lord, right? Right. Or if he lost faith totally in the Lord in those moments. Maybe there is no Lord. Maybe we are on our own. Like all of those questions. Maybe everything I've been doing was wrong. Why are we in the wilderness? Why (laughs) didn't we stay in Jerusalem? Like, can you just imagine all the questions that were going through his heart? And as a man who had just been following diligently, and then it says, um, and it came to pass that the voice of the Lord said unto him, look upon the ball and behold the things which are written. So Lehi looks on the ball. And he sees these things which were written on the ball. This is new. This is brand new. Here, this magical ball that, wow. that you know, it, it had the spindles. It, he went from a compass to an iPhone. Right. Like, like and seriously. The, Lord is like, he, the Lord's like, look, even though you were mad and, and you cursed me and you maybe even gave up on me for a few minutes. Right. Look, you came back. And so now I'm giving you greater gift, which I love how the Lord puts this in 29, where he's like, I've given you new writing, which is plain to read and which to give us understanding. So like the Lord, like he is waiting to give us new, greater understanding, Mm -hmm. but he also totally understands, like, we're going to totally be angry. We're like, like he understands us so well, but he doesn't punish us for being the human beings that he created us to be. Okay. No, no that's the process, right? That's the James one verse two, like count it all yeah. joy when you fall under the afflictions of the world. Yeah. In those, as you, as you try your patience, as all of these things are horrible, and then you come to me and ask, I will 
and it's right here. I will abradeth not. He doesn't he doesn't afflict Lehi. Lehi comes back to the Lord and remembers the God who loves him. And yes. it's like it, it hurts himself because he's like, man, I lost faith. I'm so and he was humbled. Right. Because we all have felt that. And that's a horrible place to be. We know how horrible that is when we feel disconnected from God alone and and feel horrible about ourselves. Yeah. Right. And Satan, right? The great divider. Yeah. Great and, divider. You know, when they when Nephi or in Lehi, when all of them see that this ball has writing on it, yeah, they tremble. They okay. are afraid because of the the amazing gift that they've been given. And I think this is so the likening for us because this through this faith crisis they all went through, coming out of it, reconnecting with the Lord, the Lord gave them a new vision. Like they couldn't even envision that this ball could do that, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, it went from the compass to the iPhone. They they, they didn't even know that was a possibility. Nothing. And what I have learned through mine is like this vision, this knowledge, this new understanding. I I could have not even told you any the stuff that the Lord has taught me two years ago. I couldn't even envision it. And 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 it's kind of like what Ben said when we did the podcast with him, where he's like, that God has surprised me in such a way the last five years. I couldn't even tell you what I'm doing now that I would have done five years ago. And he goes, I cannot wait to see how God surprises me in the future. Right. Like we are so limiting in our belief of what our God can do. Well, and we are limiting in the belief of what God wants for our LGBTQ children. Oh, beautiful. We we are so limited in that because we think we have a ball with a compass. And we actually have, we have a ball with a compass that will spell things out for us. And when we, but we have to, we, and it's okay that we go. In fact, I would say it was because of the murmuring. Mm -hmm. They went far away from the Lord. And then they came back and it says um, that it was the faith and diligence, which you gave unto it. Like you came back, you came back and you asked me. And the Lord didn't, the Lord did not punish them for their murmurings, right? He, in fact, he gave them greater blessings once they reconnected back to him. Yeah. And it wasn't that they were sitting around with this ball thinking, gosh, it would just spell some things out for us. (laughs) Riding on it. We really would be in great shape here. And it didn't come just in time. The writing didn't come in time to save them from the boat. Because it could say, hey, Nephi, go get a stick and bend it and put a, make a bow. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, that could have happened. But it didn't. No. Yeah. Because the Lord, I mean, he wants us to be agents unto ourselves. So he wants us to figure things out and bring it to him. Right? Isn't it beautiful? It is. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And then by the diligence. And then it says... And this is what we have to remember. And thus we see that by small means, the Lord can bring about great things. We, this is, this small adjustments in the way we parent as, uh, as faithful parents in the wilderness, faithful, weak, sad, angry, loving, joyful parents in the wilderness, that it is by small means that the Lord will help us get through this. That's right. And And he gives inspiration to us, right? Yeah. And we take what we learned and we go to him and we're like, Hey, we need more. We need writing. And he gave it to them because they needed it. And he will give it to, he gave it to me because I needed it. And he gave it to you, Jenny, and he will give it to each of you parents and leaders and brothers and, and LGBTQ 
individuals. When, yeah, you know, it's there for all of us. Even if you've been cursing under your breath and hating everything about his church and all of those things, you can still come back to him and right. say, I'm so, you know, I'm here, I'm back, I'm back. And 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 you connect again. Right, because magic, like understanding that, uh, frankly, nobody else has, right, Jenny? Right, <laughs> no. And I love how the, the, we, it's the food, like we're talking about them nourished, being nourished with food, but we like, we really do be nourished with the spirit and where the Lord needs to guide and direct us. And, you know, the fertile grounds of spirituality and of connecting with him and getting um, inspiration of how to parent. Right. Right. Because like he went to he's like Lehi praise to tell me where to get the food. That's kind of where we like, how do we do this? And we often talk about, there's not a handbook. There's not because the Lord wants us to go to him. So we could get our own writing on our own personal Liahona. We all have a personal Liahona in that. And in 32, you know, when they finally get nourished, you know, I love that. How great was their joy. And that is truly how I feel like the Lord wants us to have joy. He does not want us to stay in the chastening and the drop down to our souls, but or he the, knows the affliction. Yeah, the affliction, but he knows that it's hard. He didn't take away the wilderness. He didn't take away the fact that they have to continue to kill things to get the nourishment, right? But he gave them an opportunity to, to feel joy and to fill him. Yeah, and that's the whole process, right? Like this process you're in right now is teaching you how to connect better with the Lord and how to communicate with him. Yeah. And once you know the Lord is, is on our journey, then who can stop you? I love that. Stop you as your family. Who can stop you from raising your family the way you are guided by the Lord? And having joy in that, right? And extreme joy. Like how great is this joy in this small adjustment? And I mean, we have just, we have felt like this is, it's, it's interesting because this story just kind of came to Jenny this morning, we started working through it and it was exactly what we've been trying to figure out how to teach, how to take what you thought you knew, what you had learned, all the information, all the seeds, you took everything with you that you were supposed to have. And all of a sudden you need it. That's right. There's crisis hits. It's not enough. Mm -hmm. And then I have, I wrote down, we grumble, we humble, and then we ask the Lord and he he handsomely rewards us for coming back to him. Um, And and I think, especially because there's a narrative that we shouldn't be going to the Lord with this because there's something wrong in our family now. And if we grumble, yes. Well, just as an LGBTQ family or a family who's lost, you know, who's somebody's not active in the church any longer or something. It's like, well, I can't take that to the Lord. Yeah. It's almost like, like, oh, you feel like you lost the right to take it to the Lord. And the Lord's like, my arm is always extended to you. Right. And always not even close to losing it. He wants us. He's like, okay, you're in this crisis. Now come back to me and I'm going to get you through it. I'm going to give you greater understanding than you even got before. Like it's going to be better. Right. And that's, that is what we're learning as LGBTQ families. Amen. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I hope you guys will go read this yourself, go see your family in this experience, see yourself as, as a leader, either the Lehi or the Nephi or the layman and the Lemuel, or, you know, whoever you see yourself in, there is a resolution to this that is beautiful.
agree completely. We love you and we love, you know, we're, we're going to do some posts on Instagram when we, um, post this. And I would, we'd love to hear your take on this and what you see and your inspiration. So put it in the comments when we um, put the quotes from this Instagram, um, this um, podcast up, because we want to learn from you and what you gained from chapter 16. Perfect. Parenting in the wilderness. Right. Good luck. All right. Bye. Love ya. Thank you for joining our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lift and Love podcast. And if you like what we share, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a five-star rating. For more tips and resources, follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Lift and Love Org and Jenny Hunter Coaching. You can also go to liftandlove.org for loads of information and entry into our free support groups. If you're interested in personal coaching, sign up at jennyhuntercoaching.com. The first appointment is free. But most importantly, remember, you are not alone in this journey. We are building a community of thriving and faithful LGBTQ families who are here to lift and love you.